Josh Podcast. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. The Nosh Podcast. Because you know that your friends are always there. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosh Podcast. Let's be friends. I am Chelsea. I'm Natasha. And I'm Sarah. And we want to hear from you guys. Uh, if you have any special friendship stories, I... Uh, I feel like I only talk about positive stuff, but maybe someone really screwed you over and you were really upset about it. And it's a cool story that you want to share or a good thing where you really love your friend and you just want to give them a shout out. Anything like that, we would love to incorporate into the pod. You can email us at the Nosh podcast at gmail.com. You can also slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter, the Nosh podcast or at the Nosh podcast. Uh, Because we want to make this a little less about us, you know, we're super self-centered and more about you. So that's more interesting. And there's like a chance if you listen to an episode that you'll actually get something out of it instead of just like, you know, stroking our egos. But we really like getting something out of it, Natasha. Don't don't sell yourself or us short. I know. I know you listeners. (laughs) I'm with Natasha. I don't know if anybody's getting something out of it. My mom loves this podcast. <laughs> well, good. I mean, I, I agree with Natasha. I'd love to hear from you because we really don't know. We are just kind of talking about this stuff in a relative vacuum. So it means so much to have some sort of like feedback and to hear your stories and your friendships. So please tell them to us. We want to get to know you. And Nancy, Sarah's mom, that means you too. <laughs> If you love this podcast so much, how come you've never DM'd us or you've never emailed us? Do you have any good friendship stories? I don't know. Let's hear them. <laughs> so yeah, we hope to get those really soon. And I mean, the thing is, our inbox is so full that we are probably going to have to hire someone soon to check it. So we'll probably get to it in like five years at this rate. <laughs> no, but uh, please write in. We'd love to hear from you. So this week... For the Nosh movie night, we talked about a movie. So I heard recently on a podcast, I think it was a Sexy Unique podcast, I want to say. Um, she, uh, Laura Marie was saying, like, this is the ultimate friendship movie. And my ears peaked up and I was like, oh, we've got to watch the ultimate friendship movie. Um, and that movie is For a Good Time Call from 2012. And Natasha, you want to hit us with a synopsis? What's this movie about? Yeah, it's about two women who are not are not friends. But they start a phone sex business together. And through the business, they become friends and become closer and realize their love for each other in a platonic way. Yeah, it was interesting. I feel like we talk a lot. I'm not sure how much we talk about it on the podcast or how much we've just talked about it ourselves, that there are obviously a million movies about love. There aren't a ton of movies about friendship where friendships kind of go through like the whole sort of that push and pull. I was like, while we were watching the movie, I was looking up like the parts of a narrative structure because I was like, these are very like clearly like hitting these very traditional marks that like a typical rom-com would hit with the happy ending being with the friends getting together. And you very rarely see that kind of thing. Like usually the focus is on the romance. I mean, of course we've watched Now and Then, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, these movies that are centralized around these friend characters. 
but they're not necessarily about the arc of the friendship with the ending being like, oh my God, you want these two friends to get together. You want these two friends to resolve their conflict. So I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, I really liked it. I saw that it got like a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, which- Which is high, really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it could be a lot higher. It's actually on a scale of one to 100. I I don't know. know If you got a 57 on a math test, would you be happy? (laughs) No. I'm saying I didn't like love the movie. Oh, you're saying Rotten Tomatoes. I'm saying Rotten Tomatoes gave it a high score, which is- I'm being, it's a joke, but I. <laughs> Sarah's known for her biting humor. <laughs> I thought it was more than that. I don't know. I, I, it was a nice reminder that Rotten Tomatoes isn't really everything and that I should just. <laughs> We've watch. all been needing that reminder. <laughs> well, sometimes I do check. I mean, when theaters are a thing and movies come out, I do. Yeah often check that out I mean I'm not like what did it get but I I I at least see that and then if it's low I'm like oh well I guess I won't see it Sarah why didn't you like it is it because it was about sex and you hate sex it just was from the okay I don't know if you guys have seen there's like a video that I think was maybe circulating that was like some TikTok video or whatever and it was like guy who like always talks about how unrealistic a movie is (laughs) so I had that in my head while I was like watching the movie like from the get-go was like this is so unrealistic it was just like one thing after another and then I think one of you actually did say that but I didn't want to say anything because I had that guy in my head and I was like I don't want to be that guy who just talks about how unrealistic this movie is like all movies are unrealistic and so I was just having an internal battle with myself about like how to be socially acceptable (laughs) on a scale of one and sisterhood of the traveling pants how realistic was this movie for you (laughs) I think because the sisterhood of the traveling pants is like clearly not supposed to be realistic but there's just something about this that it was like seemed like it was like almost almost could be real but was just so far-fetched uh at every turn um wait sorry what that was was just bothering me what was so far-fetched like what was the first like the apartment was like so big the new york apartment and then every single new york movie has a big new york apartment like I would or like the tv show girls they live in like a big yeah and then um I don't know there were there were a few things throughout that I I didn't note them but there, it was it felt to me like it was just one thing after another where I was like okay this is oh like, when they made twelve thousand dollars in one month <laughs> I don't know um, I don't know how realistic that is to be honest I think when she like peed in the car and then like the threw the pee on the girl like I'm just like this is just all like very outlandish behavior <laughs> Yeah, she said earlier that she peed in that uh, she peed in the car. That was like her thing. Not which, like, that, I wish I could pee in the car. Oh my and god, guys pee in the car all the time. You know that, right? I've seen it in movies. Guys pee. My father has shown me his pee bottle. Is that too much to admit? <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> yeah, like men like pee in bottles and cars like all the time. And like women just, it's a little bit harder, but like I wish, that's why like going back to Romeo and Michelle, like if I could invent anything, I'd invent like an easy like pee device for women for cars. There is, there's a, um, what's it called? A pee funnel. Oh yeah. Have you, you ever like, used one? No. 
Hmm. Well, I think they're really for camping more than they are for cars, but could be used for cars as well. Men in cars peeing in containers. That that show Seinfeld. I don't know that a movie being unrealistic is enough for me to not like the movie particularly, but I guess I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just felt like I didn't really, I mean, it was fun. It was like fun to watch and like, whatever. I'll probably never watch it again. I feel like it's, it just, I didn't, I didn't super relate to anything that was happening (laughs) as a 31 year old, almost 32 year old. Um, like what's the word I'm trying to say? Like born, born again, born again virgin? virgin. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Natasha. <laughs> I feel like they're about they're between like 29 and 30 in the movie. But you were saying you didn't feel like their life is like your life. I'm saying as a 32 two year old born again virgin, I don't relate to them. Also, I did relate to that Jesus girl. <laughs> <laughs> but the one girl was a virgin. <laughs> Who also was I know that, which also is another unrealistic thing. Maybe it's not. So you I just, just feel didn't... like she was so comfortable in her body. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you be that comfortable in your body and be a virgin? Maybe it doesn't have to do with that. I don't know. These I have a lot of questions about sexuality. <laughs> this is a sexuality podcast. <laughs> you could ask us and we could tell you. Yeah. Don't be shy. Call 1-800-with Chelsea mm-hmm. and Natasha. Chelsea well, <laughs> well, I did. I liked it. I mean, it was a comedy. So mm-hmm. she pees in a cup and then the cup gets spilled on her friend's face. That That's a comedic move. Um, yeah, I thought it, <laughs> I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And I feel like the elements, like Chelsea was saying, the, the beats um, of their relationship, I felt like they were pretty authentic. Like... They don't like each other for a very surface level reason, but they have a friend in common. They're like, oh, I have to live with you because I have nowhere else to go. This is also unrealistic. Sorry, I'll stop. It's a movie. Like you said, (laughs) a lot of movies are unrealistic. Um, I guess for me, like the usually if a movie has unrealistic elements, the writing is like also bad. I feel like the writing was pretty, okay. it was okay. It was like not, I don't know, some bad writing in a movie really gets me and it like turns me off instantly. And I, I mean, sometimes they're like, oh my God, this is so bad. It's, it's hilarious to watch, but I didn't feel that way. So I think that's why I enjoyed it. Um, here's something. So they, I liked when they, uh, that there was that scene where she was like, can I come and use the bathroom? And she was like, yeah, whatever. So I wondered, how do you guys feel about peeing in front of someone else in a bathroom? Yeah, that was shocking to me. As, as so, not that I would never pee in front of someone. And, and definitely when I had roommates, I feel like, some, I feel like I never really peed in front of people, but maybe they peed in front of me and it was like, fine. But mm-hmm. in front of someone that you hate that you just moved in with and don't know very well, that seems bonkers but you, Chelsea? yeah I mean there are a couple of friends that I have a pee in front of them relationship I don't feel like I would pee in front of you guys please okay. don't <laughs> okay noted <laughs> um but like I pee in front of my friend Jocelyn my, my best friend Alexis and I in college and grad school pee in front of each other all the time 
Um, I pee when I go hiking with people sort of quasi in front of them all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, you peed um, in front of me hiking. Yeah. But I turn, I turn away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for privacy. You don't want to see that. <laughs> I want you to have privacy and I want myself to have privacy. I want everyone to have privacy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, in a bathroom, you have the privacy of the toilet covering, you know, the pee coming out. Uh, but in the wilderness, not as much coverage. So, yeah. so you also, so you Lauren, your head. Lauren was wearing that like vintage nightgown. She wasn't really mm-hmm. like flashing any of a jage or anything. But jage. Yeah. I think Jage. some people are just kind of like more open with that stuff. Totally. And I feel like drinking has like a lot to do with it. Like, I feel like oftentimes if anyone was peeing each other, in front of each other (laughs) in in times where I have been in a situation where that happens there was definitely alcohol involved or like I feel like maybe I've been into a bathroom like drunk where there was like a bunch of us in like one you know a one-person bathroom and we all just like took turns being whatever yeah yeah it just reminded me of those like living with other people and you're brushing your teeth and someone really has to go and you're close enough that you're just like yeah it's what it's fine it's whatever and like maybe I'm brushing my teeth with the door open so it's pretty clear that I'm open to someone coming in interference (laughs) interference um yeah yeah Yeah, I thought that was a nice signifier of things to come but I guess yeah if you just moved in with someone you would probably think that was super weird but the blonde, what was her name? Katie, the blonde one? Yeah, I think it was Katie and Lauren. Katie yeah, was Katie the blonde was, one. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I feel like Katie was the kind of person that didn't care about any anything. Like, yeah, that for, kind of frivolity. She was like, yeah, whatever. P is P. Who cares? I'm definitely a Katie if we're going to say who we are. I don't think that's no, any you're Lauren. surprise to anyone. I mean, Lauren, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> everyone was just dead silent. <laughs> this is not true. You are not Katie. Yeah. No, I'm definitely Lauren if we're going to choose who we are. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Lauren too. But I don't think I'm that uptight. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm pretty cool, <laughs> pretty chill. I'm just very square. I did like that I had that they had like a yin and yang business relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That at first like Katie was kind of like the talent and Lauren like had all the like very simple, not that hard business <laughs> tactics. Like Just, you should have your own phone line. Yeah. And we have a PayPal account now, which is literally <laughs> just an email address. Yeah. yeah, that scene where she she was like, well, yeah, you just do this and this and this. And you just like get your own phone number and like give it to the guys. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like how many times have I tried to start a business? <laughs> it's never been just like, yeah, just do this and this and this. And like everything will fall into place perfectly. And you don't have to do any work for it. Not that they're not doing any work for it, but it kind of happened very quickly. Yeah. They didn't even necessarily have like a website. I no. mean- I don't know what um, platform that video was going to be on that they filmed. <laughs> I think they did have a website. Did they? I remember she was working on it. Oh, and then she came in and was like, what's your phone number? That's all you really need. You don't really need to make up any stories. 1-800-MM. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I liked um to to jump ahead a little when they were phone sexing with sex. Seth Rogen, who is actually Lauren's husband in real life. Mm-hmm. And they just shout they out started to uptight thing. Lauren. <laughs> Looks like you did well for yourself, babe. <laughs> um they were sort of like saying, like they started off by like saying sexy things and then they just started saying nice things. Like, you know, she's so kind and honest. <laughs> what did you think about that? Yeah, that was like the moment that they fell in love. And I mean, were they just talking about like friend love? They were, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they but were. That was an interesting thing. Like, I don't feel like I've really seen that in a movie before. Like it was about friend love. Yeah. Yeah. And they, there wasn't, I, I did appreciate, well, I guess there was that scene with Justin Long where he's like, are you guys lesbians? You know, I don't like lesbians. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> but they didn't have a moment between each other where it was like whoa I don't feel that way about you and then she was like no just as a friend like I appreciate that they just lived in that reality you know in that world where they didn't yeah. have to explain it they never said like as a friend they were just like I love you yeah there was a moment when when Lauren first told Katie that she loved her that was a moment where I was like, maybe she does have feelings that are more than friends for her. That read very like romance to me. I don't think I would. And then I was like going through like all the times I say, I love you to my friends and like how the first time that that happens and how does that happens and how do we say it? And like, cause I just could not imagine ever saying it that way to someone that I was friends with or like an admission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's like, I always say like, I love you to my friends, but I don't, I've never been like, I have to tell you something. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe they were just trying to like normalize it, like with this yeah. movie, you know, like the first one out the gate kind of is awkward. <laughs> like the first movie to do that. And I do sort of feel like, can you think of any other movies that are sort of like this? I mean, like Bridesmaids. Maybe? I was just, just going to say, yeah, Bridesmaids is like about female friendship, but I don't know. It, there's always like a some kind of heterosexual love thing also happening. <laughs> um, well, there was in this movie too. Mm-hmm, yeah. But just the act of like, yeah, being like, I love you. I love you. I feel like that that is new. Yeah. And 2012, I mean, it's pretty like ahead of the times. I feel like even with this movie, the conversation around heterosexual or around, yeah, like two heterosexual women being friends or something like, and how that plays out wasn't, hasn't really been like a mainstream conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The that first time that she joins in the call and they have the threesome on the phone. That I I did wonder if it was gonna go in a different way. It's like, oh, okay. Is this the point where again I'm like, are they gonna actually like be romantically interested in each other? And it, it still that was just the business. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
it was and also the friendship I mean and they like woke up in the same bed together but that was still platonic Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I thought that I I liked that like sex in the movie was a really central part of everything but it wasn't well I don't know what I'm trying to say like it wasn't like the point (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the point and it wasn't something that changed their relationship. Like when she found out that she did ha- did phone sex, she was like I mean, it was kind of interesting though like the movie did it was towing this line between sex work is fun and it is okay and is a way to make money and then sex work is bad and you should be embarrassed mm-hmm. if you do it. Um and I don't, I think they meant to land on sex work is good and okay if you do it. It's like a, a job. But I don't know if they really felt that way. I don't know. Like the writers or like the people that made the movie, which are the women, right? The main characters. Um, yeah, Lauren was one of the main writers. Yeah, I feel like they they never really overtly said that point of view they like have the moment with the reveal of the parents and the mom's like you should cover yourself up that's not a way to make money um they never really come back to that she just like takes the job at the publishing company and then eventually decides my boyfriend was boring and I'm glad he broke up with me because I like my this business that I have with my friend but they never really took a stance on like the issue that was at the heart of the movie. That's interesting. I I guess I, I didn't clock the issue or I don't know. Is this what you're saying? That the issue is like, is it good or is it bad? I didn't clock that as the issue of the movie, I guess. Oh no, it wasn't the issue. It wasn't. Um, The issue was about their friendship and you know, the relationship that they built. Um, But I just thought it was when you're like, dealing with a topic like sex work I would just think that you might take a stance on it because it's something that people have opinions about and they explore people thinking it's bad but no one ever except for the girls that are involved in it are ever like you know this is an honest way to make a living it's fun and I don't care what you think of me it was it was never said that way so I just thought that was I wish I kind of wish they had said something about it. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, even when she had the when Lauren had the interview the second time with the woman from my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Uh it sort of seemed like cuz she was just like, yeah, I have a phone sex business. And yeah. like I felt like there was somewhat of a change there, but the woman still was kind of like, look, I've been there. Like I was a hasbian. Like this is a passing yeah. phase. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah, I feel like in some ways, I think you're right. It probably would have been better for them to be more explicit about it. But I do feel the way that they portrayed it for good or bad in some way sort of normalized it, which is in some ways maybe doing a disservice to the sex work industry. Mm. Um, but maybe isn't. Like, I don't really know. I mean, just because it doesn't address all of the abuse and other things that uh, can come along with that that shouldn't be 
Um, they were just like, this is fun and we're just doing it. Like they kind of made, they kind of made it seem just like easy and fun and glamorous and no, nothing bad, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do feel like in some ways not talking about it sort of normalized it in a way that was like kind of nice. Um, yeah. Where I feel like not once during the watching it, you know, whether I thinking like, is this bad? Is it good? Like, I feel like they didn't really pose that as a question. Obviously the parents had, you know, <laughs> didn't love it. <laughs> uh, but in some ways that feels, uh, in some ways, I think because they were the parents and not just like random onlookers, uh, it may, I mean, you're, I feel like your parents never want to like know who you are sexually and don't want to be in your apartment when there's giant dildos. I mean, yeah. that might not be the case for all parents, no, but weird. I feel like in some ways that sort of lessened the whatever shame was supposed to come from that or whatever, I guess, to, mm-hmm. to, me, to me. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm necessarily reading it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it would have been interesting if, I can't remember Lauren, the one that Sarah is Sarah. Um, when she was like met up with her ex and then he wanted to get back together. If she was like, you know, I've been doing like, a, I've been running a sex phone, phone sex business and you're nothing, but she just said, you're boring and I'm not anymore. Goodbye. So like, I feel like she didn't really, I guess, but yeah, I guess the whole movie isn't really about that. It's not about it is about that, but it's more about, she's like, I changed as a person and it's because I met this friend of mine who I really care about now. So I'm going to go reconcile with her instead of yeah. be with you. That's what I mean. I think there are very few movies that are really about like the trajectory of a friendship. Mm-hmm. Like there are all these other things like Sister of the Traveling Pants was more about like coming of age and then the friendship was central, but it wasn't really about their friend. It, it sort of was, but, and and now and then was similar, but was probably more about friendship because you had like, you know, like someone saving someone from a gutter or trying to or whatever. And like, but it was more like know. a snapshot of time rather yeah. than in evolving. Yeah. Rather than, yeah, exactly. Rather than like, cause I, I think it really took on this roadmap of like a romantic comedy the movie that we watched uh in a way that I hadn't seen for other movies about female friendship Mm -hmm. yeah 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 I like that so in that way I think it was like really cool that and and I do think that like you know trailblazers aren't always perfect I mean look at the blackberry (laughs) yeah you know the word processor Okay. The word processor had to run so that the MacBook could fly, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. not a perfect movie, but like good on it for really like blazing a trail. And I really, I, I know I'm like obsessed with this, but I, I really think that it did. Like, I would love to be challenged and know that there's like another one that came before it. But I know. I mean, that's an interesting thing, right? Because if you think of Blazing a Trail, you think, oh, then other <laughs> movies come after it. And it seems like almost a lone 2012 moment <laughs> that like didn't really catch on necessarily. I mean, I feel like people probably think of Bridesmaids as 
as a trailblazer in that. Uh, but obviously that came out. Wait, when did Bridesmaids come out? I was like, obviously that came out after, but I'm not sure about that. I have no idea like how time Wait, works. Here's a movie that I haven't seen, but a lot of people have that I think is also about friendship. Frozen? <laughs> Isn't that about sisterhood? Oh, it's yeah. about sisterhood. Oh, like, Bridesmaids came out in 2011. Ah, so okay. Bridesmaids actually was the trailblazer. But is, then... does Bridesmaids really like follow like a trajectory of the friendship? Like even the part where like the friendship sort of like fell apart and then they came back together. Like that just is like so rom-com. Yeah, I think that happened in Bridesmaids. We might have to watch Bridesmaids. We We're to gonna watch have to watch it. Next. Twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right, Chelsea. I mean, Bridesmaids also was about, you know, a group of friends and this is sort of maybe one of its kind in being about just two friends. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do think like, yeah, the points of that. I mean, I think, can we like go over them? Like the beats of their friendship? It was sort of, yeah. they didn't like each other, but they had to move in together. I do feel like being roommates is like a very key bonder. Like if you have the energy to become fr friends, like if you have that vibe, uh, then being roommates can like really accelerate that. Yeah. Um, and then they started a business also very accelerating if you can love each other. <laughs> I feel like all of these things could potentially really ruin a friendship as well. <laughs> and they got really successful really fast. Yeah. And they both were very creative. Like Which they both also their... like added fuel to it. It was very exciting. Yeah. So then they were like you said they were like having a lot of success and they also each had their own like place in the business which I think is helpful and then that sort of like like shifted over time and then is that it <laughs> and then somebody I mean Lauren tried to leave which their friendship was a cult <laughs> <laughs> at well, least I, yeah true I I feel like Katie like clicked in to an old habit or like a, a perception of Lauren that was not who she was in the present, but who she was in the past mm -hmm. when she found out that, I mean, if I found out that my, I was, you know, I was running a sex business with my friend and she hadn't told her parents yet, I wouldn't be that surprised. Uh, and then if she interviewed for a, a job that's corporate that she'd always wanted, I guess she, she took that really seriously and very personally when I don't think she should have. Um, and then because of that assumption that she was going to leave her, she was just like, well, I'm going to ruin your whole life. <laughs> Um, which I, yeah, I don't feel like that was warranted. I feel that Lauren could have easily, like Chelsea said in our chat, she could have done both. She could have been in publishing or whatever she was in and also managed the business. It wasn't like they were, they probably, I don't think they were holding that many calls during the day. And I mean, maybe they were, I don't know, but, but they it was could just, also like outsource, like hire another person to take the calls. Yeah. It was <laughs> so not that big of a deal. Yeah. But. Well, they tried that and they got hoodwinked by Jesus. That's true. 
hoodwinked by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that they should have known that that was fake because she re- reached out to them. Like she, they weren't even asking for people to work for them. So her baby voice that was just. Can we actually just talk about that for a second? This whole thing was like so weird. She had like a baby voice. She was like very crazy and like very sexual. And then all of a sudden she just was like playing them. I was just like, what? <laughs> you got played, Sarah. You got played. You trust I mean, here's her. the thing, like sex. Okay. I'm just going to say from a, from a non-expert perspective <laughs> that phone sex, I think the number one thing that you need is like a good imagination. <laughs> like you don't necessarily need to be like great at sex you just need to know like metaphors and like how to vividly describe a scene and I thought it was so funny when they were doing like training or whatever and she was like say these words (laughs) she was just like practicing saying yeah you need to know body parts yeah like and you need to feel comfortable saying them I feel like that is like actually a big hurdle you can't be like penis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, like, it's not for me a major stretch that this person who was really like into God was just playing them. Because <laughs> like, and and also like a lot of these like very like Pentecostal like super hyper like scary Christian people are really like like quite like vivid in their like imagination and how they like fire and brimstone and all that shit. Like, you know, like you basically just need to be like an English lit major. Like you don't need to be like, you know, uh, somebody who's like really, I mean, I, I, I I do think it's slightly far-fetched that Katie was a complete virgin. Although I, I don't know, I sort of relate on some weird level. I mean, maybe because like I have, I don't know. I, I mean, this is sort of like mixing metaphors, but like, I have like a Catholic background and also like, you know, none of, none of us really like had sex super early on. (laughs) Like, you know, I, I was a little bit of a late bloomer myself, but I was definitely like into it and talking about it way before I was actually doing it. Like that's a good point. I was talking a lot about sex when I was in high school and not having sex. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. And I guess I'm making a lot of assumptions about people, which is just really bad. So I apologize to the, every human on the planet and I don't know what your sex life is like, and I don't know who you are, but I'm sure anyone anywhere can be good or bad at sex and enjoy sex or not enjoy sex. And it doesn't have anything to do with appearances or personality or anything. I don't know what it has to do with. I have been trying to get a boyfriend for many years I try to engage with men romantically and sexually and it doesn't go anywhere it never happens so I don't know why that is listeners I- if you are a man <laughs> write to us at the nosh podcast at gmail.com and tell us how to be your girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I stand by that. <laughs> yeah, there were some there were some hard hitting lines in this. Um, you're just an insecure virgin. It felt to me very um, reminiscent of "You're a Virgin Who Can't Drive." Yes. R.I.P. 
I thought that was like a little bit of an homage to Britney. When did Britney yeah. die? Yeah. Britney Murphy? Mm-hmm. Too, Too soon Too for sure. Clueless is a great friendship movie. We should watch that. Oh, yeah, it is. But that's yeah. also kind of about, oh, she died in 2009 before 2009. this movie. Wow. This is in 2012. It's just been too long without her. Um, yeah, is Clueless a friendship movie? Or is it a love movie where she falls in love with her brother? It can be both. Friendship and love exist simultaneously. Never for me. You have to be friends to, I don't know what I'm saying, to fall in love. You don't have to be friends. I really loved the part of the end where after she had sex with her boyfriend, Katie, um, she just really wanted to tell Lauren. I felt like that was like a very realistic friendship moment where like, I don't know if I would not. Ne- yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think like what I think of my friend right when I have sex, but I think if it was something that was a really big deal and she was helping me with it. And it was like, we had been talking about it. Like I would want, I would right away. I mean, I texted my friends right after I had my first kiss. Totally. I've had moments where I've like just had sex and gone to the bathroom and sec- texted the um, Lonely Island. I just had sex YouTube video to my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I just had sex. Oh, my God. It's so funny. So good. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're just like, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell this person they're going to freak out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even about what you just did with that other person. You're just like, I just like need to share this with you. They're going to freak out that I had sex with this person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then he was like, I'm inside you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that whole scene. That was my favorite scene, I think. Yeah. That guy was a cutie. Never seen before or after. He did look familiar to me. I don't know. He looked like someone I know. I don't think he's an actor that I've ever seen before in my life. Hmm. I'm gonna look it up. Me too. Okay, well I'll let you do that. <laughs> I won't look it up myself. Would you guys have phone sex with your friend in the room? <laughs> My friend in the room. Um no. Even if I it was would... for business. <laughs> Even if it was for business. Um, I'm just maybe, you know, maybe in a couple years. <laughs> Check back with me. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm ready yet, but it could happen. I feel like I'm coming into my sexual prime. I hate that I just said that. <laughs> Women tend to hit their peak in their 40s. So, oh, okay. I'm so I still have way. time. <laughs> it's not over for you yet, Sarah. Thank mm-hmm. God. Um, so this guy, the the cutie that Katie slept with is from like scott pilgrim his name is mark weber yeah okay i've seen that yeah i think is he anything else the end of love snow day snow day it's totally snow day Day? (laughs) it was a movie that came out when i was maybe in middle school or high school it's just one of those classic like teen movies where there's a snow there's a snow day and everyone's like we don't have to go to school and then like you know, crazy things happen around that. I bet it's snow day. Yeah. That's where you know, <laughs> That's where you know I'm from. Definitely. Um, 
Can I ask you guys this quiz? <laughs> yes. My mom sent me this um, email that said, like, here's something for your friendship podcast. So, mom, this is for you, but also <laughs> for us. Um, it says, here's a simple and effective test to figure out how you really feel about someone. And the test is to find <laughs> out how scared. you actually feel about someone. Ask yourself, would I have two beers with this person? And would I allow this person to look after my puppy over a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys feel about this? Do you want to hear like their explanation? Sure. The explanation is what? If there's more to it, yes. Well, I guess if you have initial thoughts, I would hear them. (laughs) But if you don't have initial thoughts, then maybe I should explain it. Explain it. Okay. So some people are no and no, meaning no, I wouldn't have beers with you. And no, you can't look after my dog. These are people to be avoided at all costs. Some people are yes and no. So yes, beers, no, you can't watch my puppy. These people are to be cautiously trusted. Like those are people who like are fun and you like to hang out with them, but you don't trust them for like bigger things. Some people are no and yes. These people are no fun, but they make the world a better place for puppies, especially. That's what it says. And some people are yes and yes. And these are wonderful people. And your life and work are better for having them in your life. What do you guys think about those? That as a test. Well, I'm a little nervous because Natasha has an actual dog, so this <laughs> is like really close to the home. So like putting us on the spot to find out is like a little nerve wracking. Oh, I didn't um, mean. So we could say that about each other, but I I mostly just meant like, do you think that those are good? Like, is that a good way to find out how you feel about someone? <laughs> Well, I was going to say that, yes, I do have a dog, but my first instinct was, ooh, like, would that person want to watch my dog? I guess if they offered, then sure. But my thought was like, that would be a great inconvenience to them. And I don't know if they would want to. Well, I think it would probably be a situation where you were like leaving town and you needed like someone to watch the dog. I don't think it would be like someone being like, can I please watch your dog? <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> but even if I was leaving town, no one has offered to watch my dog. But I also, like, I don't just... particularly think that you'd want us to, to be totally honest. Like, I think that you probably trust your parents a little bit, which is not a judgment on you, but I just, I, I never got the feeling that you would... I don't, I don't know that you trust me with Barry and that's fine. Like you and Barry, you have your own system with him. You know what I mean? I think your parents are probably more like in tune with that system. Honestly, my mom has never owned a dog before in her life and I barely trust her to take care of Barry. So (laughs) your parent, your mom is like a, a, the no, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, she has her own ideas about dog ownership, which is hilarious because like I said, she has no idea like what is good. Like <laughs> the fact she just has all these judgments that I think she just has about me and she just passes them on to like how I take care of Barry. Yeah. Um, so this is to say, if you wanted to watch Barry while I was away, I would not be opposed to that. I don't trust my parents more than I trust you. <laughs> Totally. I mean, I, I love to watch dogs. They watch just, dogs uh, <laughs> they would do it for free and, um, I don't have to worry about inconveniencing oh, them. Yeah. They're obligated to do things for me like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watching a puppy seems like a 
big ask. So yeah. I think, yeah, but I guess if you would like trust, yeah, I don't know. That's, I, I don't, I don't know that I personally think that that's a, it's a good test, but wanting to have two beers with someone that means, right. Because that means that you're willing to like let down your inhibitions with them and also like spend the amount of time that it takes to drink two beers. Yeah. Unless I chug them. But I would like drink two beers with like a random like homeless person at the bar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like that is necessarily like. So what's your uh, metric, Chelsea? What would you replace these things with? I think child versus puppy. Okay. Would you let them babysit your child? That's different, I think. And... Maybe something about like staying in your apartment. Mm -hmm. Like coming over? Yeah, like coming over unannounced or something. Mm. Okay. So I feel like Chelsea, you would hate that with anyone. I hate when people come over unannounced. (laughs) (laughs) I have no friends. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, would you? I don't think you would want me to either, neither watch your child nor come over unannounced or what about something with what about something with money I don't mind if you guys watch my child I think you'd be good at it thanks (laughs) um I'm pregnant also (laughs) what about something what about something with money like borrowing money or something borrowing money like borrowing money could be like or would you send them money yeah that's a good one or like going on a road trip yeah we Even like a short got, road trip. Things just got I, real serious. <laughs> yeah, road trips have ended friendships for sure. Yeah, road trips ended one of my friendships. Mm-hmm. Mine too. I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard. I feel like all friendships are so different that they can't be like qualified in the same way. There's like, there's such a mix of all different things. It's not just like two things, but I guess. If we just break it down to like trust and enjoyment of hanging out, then those are two good things Mm. that you would want in a friend. Where was this test? Like, is it from like a magazine or a website or something? From like a website, yeah. Can we credit them? Do you? Oh, it's from Upworthy. Upworthy. Upworthy Upworthy.com slash two dash beers dash puppy dash relationship dash test. (laughs) Simple. Wait, it also gave this, um, this like metric, the average American knows 600 people, according to a recent study by the New York Times. Now you may have 900 quote unquote friends on Facebook, but you probably don't quote unquote know all of them. Another study found that the average American adult has 16 friends. They have three friends for life five people they really like and would hang out with one-on-one and eight people they like, but don't spend time with one-on-one or seek out. Mm. I feel like I have more than that or maybe just different numbers. Okay. I feel like I really killed this conversation. (laughs) Sorry. Can I, should I look up a cosmopolitan like sex quiz? (laughs) No, I, I think that's a good. I think that's interesting. Very true. 
Let's make lists of all of our friends and categorize them and then bring them in for next time. <laughs> and listeners, if you want to send us your lists of friends in categories and or hierarchies, we will read them on the podcast. <laughs> we can keep it anonymous. <laughs> or not. It's up to you. If you're trying to send a message, uh, happy to do it. <laughs> anonymous thinks uh, Benji, Olivier, and... Uh, Jamaica are their three friends for life and <laughs> I just made up like 15 like 16 names on I was spot. waiting for you to keep going with that it was really hard because I was trying to think of people I don't actually know yeah those names were good thank you Olivia. I'm always like Susie Olivia. yeah Olivia. <laughs> Susie I always think of Susie names like a 10 year old neighbor yeah I, I don't like know anybody named Susie, but yet it's the first name in my brain. I knew someone named Susie. I did also actually know someone in fifth grade named Susie, but not anymore. That's like in improv, like people would always call guys Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, Gerald. I would do that too and like name people names that I just like don't know where they came from and then I could never remember them. I'm like, why don't I just pick like names of people that I know that I will remember. Like I could easily just name everyone in an improv scene, like all of the names of like my friends from college and that would like really cover it. <laughs> it would be easy to remember. But instead I'm like Petunia or whatever. Chrysanthemum was always my yeah. favorite one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this movie was maybe not the best movie we've ever seen, but a pretty decent friendship movie and perhaps an example of a new kind of movie. It was a good time. Definitely. Cool. Yeah, I didn't hate it. For a good time. Cool. <laughs> and you listeners for a good time. Email. Us. Podcast yeah. <laughs> Natasha, would you do the closer? Because you're so good at it. Yeah. Really pulling, behind, pulling back the curtain of our <laughs> process. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. You can follow us at the Nosh podcast on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, you can also send us an email if you have a friendship story or a kind word uh, that's, you know, longer form, uh, an essay, if you will, about how great we are. Uh, the Nosh podcast at gmail.com. Or you could put that essay on the podcast app and give us a, re a review. Uh, rate us five stars we would really appreciate that a lot uh thanks so much everyone for listening and see you next time uh in the group chat you can always count on me and i can count on you good times bad times in Podcast. Cause you know that your friends are on.